Welcome to the Overcomer Podcast, the podcast that takes you inside the Word of God and reminds you that if you're in Christ, you are an overcomer. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So just sit back, relax, grab your Bible, and join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Overcomer Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the opportunity to join me. I hope and I pray that you're all having a wonderful day. I hope that y'all have had a good week. And uh, this is the debut episode of the Overcomer Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stephen Gilbreth, and I spell it S-T-E-P-H-E-N. I spell it with a P-H instead of a V. Because that's the way God spells it in the Bible. And of course, I'm just joking. But I appreciate all of you taking the opportunity to join me. I hope that you've got your Bible handy. Because we're going to be opening up the Word of God in just a few minutes. But I want to take this opportunity to welcome everyone. And uh, I've never podcasted before. This is something I've never done before. I'm new to this. So y'all just bear with me. Show me some grace. And I hope and I pray that y'all will get something out of this podcast. It's my prayer that you'll be helped, you'll be blessed, you'll be encouraged, but also challenged. And um, my goal is to edify the saints, exalt the Savior, and evangelize the sinner. If you're watching, or if you're listening to me, rather, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then it's my prayer and it's my, my desire that you'll come to know Him as your personal Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's my prayer and my my goal to see lost souls get saved, to see those that have wandered off the path uh, to find their way back. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast and your your life is just, you're not exactly where you need to be with the Lord, then I pray that you'll make things right with him before this comes to an end. Uh, Just to tell you a little bit about myself, like I told you, my name is Stephen Gilbreth. I am the associate pastor of Harmony Baptist Church in Lafayette, Georgia. And if you're wondering where Lafayette, Georgia is, and notice I didn't say Lafayette. That's not how we pronounce it in Georgia. I know there's Lafayette in Louisiana and different states. They have a, a Lafayette, but in Georgia we say Lafayette. And uh, like Boba Fett, we pronounce it Lafayette. And so we're about 45 minutes south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm sure most of you are probably familiar with Chattanooga, or you've at least heard of Chattanooga. It sits right there on the Georgia-Tennessee border. We're about 45 minutes south of the Georgia-Tennessee state line. And if you live in the tri-state area, northwest Georgia, southeast Tennessee, northeast Alabama, um, I hope that you'll take the opportunity to come visit with us. You have an open invitation. Even if you don't live in this area, uh, you have an open invitation to come and visit us at Harmony Baptist Church. We're seeing a lot of great things happen. Uh, We've seen uh, a lot of our kids uh, get saved within the last couple of months. 
We're in the process of putting in a baptistry. We've got about eight or nine right now to baptize. And so lots of exciting things happening at the church. God's been moving. God's been blessing. And I hope and I pray uh, that if you live close to the area, that you'll at least come and pay us a visit at least once. And um, you'll, you'll be blessed and you'll be encouraged. So before we go any further, the way that we're going to do this podcast is that right after the introduction, I'll give some opening remarks and then we'll open up the word of God for a time of devotion. Um, I use the Our Daily Bread, uh, Our Daily Bread. Um, I've been using that for many, many years now. And uh, I'm going to be reading the portion of scripture and the devotional out of that. And uh, then we'll get into the main the main course, the main dish, the teaching uh, for today. And if you have any prayer requests, anything that you would like for me to pray about, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Gilbreth, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-G-I-L-B-R-E-A-T-H, Stephen Gilbreth. You can find me on Facebook. You can feel free to uh, send me a message there. You can also find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at, the at symbol, at, all lowercase letters, preacher man, uh, all one word, preacher man, underscore 116. Uh, and yes, I am a Lecrae fan for those wondering. Uh, Stephen Gilbreth on Facebook, at preacher man, underscore 116 on Twitter. Uh, you can send me a message. You can drop a comment anywhere. And the Anchor app actually has a feature where you can leave a voice message. So if you're on Anchor, and you hear this podcast, feel free to send me a voice message, just a prayer request or uh, drop a line of encouragement. It's perfectly fine with me either way. Um, but I will say, and I'm just going to drop this as a disclaimer, uh, anything lewd, anything rude, uh, I will not be responding to. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. Of course, I feel like most of you won't. I don't have to worry about that, but I'm just dropping that as a disclaimer. And uh, so without any further ado, let's get into the devotion. Okay, today's devotional from the Our Daily Bread devotional. It comes from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 beginning in verse 26. We're going to read Ephesians chapter 4, 26 through 32. And the Bible reads like this, and I am reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 26 through 32. The Bible says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, that thing which is good, that have to give that needed. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, 
forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That was Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 32. And the Our Daily Bread devotional reads this way. As believers in Christ, Paul tells us we're to live differently from non-believers. Our lives are to be holy, set apart, and devoted to God. Our speech is to be characterized by words that are truthful and that help edify, build up, encourage, and benefit others. Through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, we'll put away unwholesome and abusive language, along with bitter, angry, harsh, slanderous, or malicious words. How we forgive others is the defining virtue of believers in Jesus. We're to forgive as God has forgiven us. The evidence that we're forgiven by the Father is when we're willing to forgive others. The forgiven believer in Jesus is a forgiving person. Turning from Conflict In his graveside tribute to a famous Dutch scientist, Albert Einstein didn't mention their scientific disputes. Instead, he recalled the never-failing kindness of Hendrik A. Lawrence a beloved physicist known for his easy manner and fair treatment of others. Everyone followed him gladly, Einstein said, for they felt he never set out to dominate but always simply to be of use. Lawrence inspired scientists to put aside political prejudice and work together, especially after World War I. Even before the war was over, Einstein said of his fellow Nobel Prize winner, Lawrence, devoted himself to the work of reconciliation. Working for reconciliation should be the goal of everyone in the church as well. True, some conflict is inevitable, yet we must do our part to work for peaceful resolutions. Paul wrote, Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. To grow together, the apostle advised, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Finally, Paul said, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Turning from conflict whenever we are able helps build God's church. In this, indeed, we honor Him. How can God help us deal with conflict? To honor him and your church, what conflict should you let go? And then it end, it closes with a prayer. Loving God, when I face conflict, remind my heart to turn my anger over to you. And that is today's devotional from the Our Daily Bread. Okay, now it's time for today's teaching. I want you to turn with me, if you have your Bible handy with you, and I hope that you do, to Job chapter 23. This is where our teaching will come from in this week's episode of the Overcomer podcast, Job chapter 23. And I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. I'm going to be reading verse number one all the way down through verse number. You know what, I'll just go ahead and read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 
through 17. And I am reading from the King James Version. Then Job answered and said, Even today is my complaint bitter. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would order my cause before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know the words which he would answer me and understand what he would say unto me. Will he plead against me with his great power? No, but he would put strength in me. There the righteous might dispute with him. So should I be delivered forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and have not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he is in one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desireth, even that he doeth. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Therefore am I troubled at his presence. When I consider, I am afraid of him. For God maketh my heart soft, and the Almighty troubleth me, because I was not cut off before darkness, neither hath he covered the darkness from my face. That was Job chapter 23, verses 1 through 17. That was the whole chapter of Job chapter 23. And if you're wondering why, why choose Job chapter 23? Why, why even teach from the book of Job? Well, the reason being is, here lately, I wonder how many of you that are listening to this podcast, how many of you have ever gone through just soul-crushing, I'm talking just deep down, just soul-crushing, just pain. You've gone through storms. You've gone through trouble. You faced many different hardships in your life. And I wonder, has the, has the, the thought just ever crossed your mind? You know, God, what are you doing? No, this makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. And if you're like me, there's been plenty of times in my life when I've, I've asked that question. You know, I, I could sit here and name off trial after trial after trial that I've been through in my life over really over the past five or six years, and especially these last couple of years, have been just in my own personal life have been just hard. I mean, I'm, I've been through some things that, just made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. And you know, the, the thought has been on my mind really this whole entire week, this whole week, 
you know, I, I've been studying, I've been preparing and putting together this uh, first episode of this podcast. And the thought has been on my mind this week. You know, if, if I were to lose everything that I have, and those of you that are members of my church, listen to this podcast, this, this is something you've heard me say many different times, but I want to, I want to ask this question of myself and I want to ask it of, of all of you who are listening. If we lost everything that we had, if you lost everything that you had, I'm talking, if you lost your job, would you still praise God? If you lost your family, would you still praise God? If you lost your home, if you lost everything that you have, would you still, would you still praise God? Would you still, would you still love God? Because, you know, it's easy for us to say God is good when we're up on the mountaintop. When everything is going great, everything's going your way. I'm talking life is handing you roses, everything. I'm talking everything is going your way. It's so easy when we're going through those moments to say, God, you're good. It's easy to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It's easy to say those things when everything is going your way. But you know what? The Christian life, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like that every single day of your life. And the, you know, mainstream Christianity today, and if this offends people, then so be it. But you turn on the religious networks today. It is, is, you know, it's health, wealth, disparity. You know, it's how to be healthy, how to be wealthy, how to be rich, how to live lavishly, how to make everything go your way. I got news for you. That's not the Christian life. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. As long as we live in this world that's full of trouble, that's full of sorrow, that's full of heartache, this world that's been corrupted and tainted by sin, as long as we live in this corrupted, fallen, sinful world, there's going to be trouble, there's going to be heartache, there's going to be suffering. It's not always going to be easy. And I want to say this, the moment we got saved, it was not a ticket out of suffering. If anything, it's a guarantee of suffering. Because if you look at the life of Jesus Christ and you look at the life that he lived and you study his life, Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. The son of man has, has nowhere to lay his head. He said, if you're going to follow after me, then you better be prepared. He's the servant's not above his master. He said, if the world hated me, or if the world hates you, he said, marvel not, because it hated me before it ever hated you. You know, suffering comes in, in different forms. Suffering may be the result of someone else's sin. You may be suffering. You know, you may be suffering today because of something somebody else did.
You may be suffering because of something you did. It may be a storm that maybe you brought on yourself. You may be suffering just because we live in a fallen world. But I want to say this, suffering is coming. And you say, well, this is a this is a strange, strange way to kick off this podcast. But this is something that's been on my heart, been on my mind for quite a while now. And drawn to Job chapter 23. And you know, this podcast, this episode is not meant to to drag you down. It's not meant to to get you down. If anything, I'm, I hope that you walk away from this encouraged. In Job chapter 23, we all know the story of Job. We know that Job lost everything that he had. We know that Job was a man that the Bible said was the greatest of all the men of the East. We know that Job was a man that had great wealth. Job was a man that had everything you could ever want. I mean, he was not a man that was living in poverty. This man was a a wealthy man. But then we also see that he lost everything that he had. He lost his kids. He lost his uh, family. He lost his health. He lost his wealth. All the things that mainstream Christianity praises today, Job had all those things. But he lost, he lost every single, he lost every bit of it. And you see, we think that being a Christian means that, you know, we're going to be wealthy. We're going to have money. We're going to be healthy all the time. We're never going to have a problem. I got news for you. That's not, that's not the way it is. But I want to say this. If you find yourself in that shape tonight, or whenever you may be listening to this episode, I'm recording this at evening time, so if I say tonight, just know I'm recording this episode in the evening. But Job said in Job 23 and verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. In the midst of all of Job's affliction, you know, Job said in Job 1 and 21, He said, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Job 13 and 15, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Job 19, 25 through 27, he said, for I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth and mine eyes shall behold him. And yea, though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. That's pretty encouraging, ain't it? And then here in Job 23 and 10, he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job was a man that uttered some of the greatest statements in the Bible. In the midst of, I'm talking the the harshest, severe trial that Job had to go through. I'm talking Job, perhaps up to this point, had never, ever in his life had to suffer the way that he's suffering now. But yet, through Job's affliction, we find some of the greatest statements ever uttered in all of Scripture. And it came from Job's affliction. 
Job, Job was a man that knew God. Job was a man that feared God. We're told that. In Job chapter 1, we're told that he was a man that feared God. He was a man that shunned evil. He was a man that would rise up every single day and make sacrifice on behalf of his children. Job was a very godly man. Job was a man that that was righteous. Job was a man that lived a, a blameless life. He stood the tallest out of all the men of the East. Job's life was a shining example of what being a godly man is supposed to look like. But Job is in terrible pain. Job is in terrible affliction. But yet in the midst of all of his trouble, we find he utters some of the most profound truths throughout the whole entire scripture. And I want to say this before I get into the meat of what I want to teach. I've learned more about God when I was suffering, when I was in a trial, than I ever had when I was on the mountaintop. I learned I have seen God in such a in such a different way. And I want to say this in my own personal life over these last couple of years, it's been these last two years for me has been the hardest of my entire life. I've gone through personal trials. I've gone through trials with my family. And for those of you that know me and know my life, you know that my mother, you know, nearly we nearly lost her uh, in the summer of last year. I mean, these last couple of years have been the hardest of my entire life. But I want to say this. I have seen God in a different way these last couple of years than I have my whole entire life. And for those of you that don't know me, I got saved in February of 2006. I've been a Christian for 13 or 14 years now. I've seen God in such a different way these last couple of years. My, my walk with God now is so different compared to the way it was just a few years ago. But it had to take me going through trouble. And I'm not here to preach myself. I'm just saying, in a, in a small kind of a way, I kind of relate to, to Job, Job's understanding of God through his affliction. And I'm not saying that I've suffered anything compared to what Job is having to suffer. But what I am saying is that we learn more about God through suffering than we do if we never, ever had to go through trouble. But the first thing I want us to see in Job 23 and verse 10, Job says, but he knoweth the way that I take. The first three words of that verse, he says, but he knoweth. To break that down into modern vernacular, God knows. God knows exactly where you are. If you're in a storm, if you're in a trial, if you're suffering, listen to this. I want you to know that God knows exactly where you are. And as I read these verses, 
especially verses 8 and 9. If you put this verse into its context, if you read the verses that go before, the very first word of verse 10 is the word but. And that is a, a transitional term. In light of what Job has just said in the previous two verses, he said in verse 8, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. He's talking about God. I go forward, he is not there. I go backward, and I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself in the right hand in the right hand that I cannot see him but he knoweth the way that I take Job said in verses 8 and 9 look I go forward and he's not there I go to the left hand I can't perceive him I go to the right hand and I can't see him Job is in a place where he can't see God he can't perceive God he's saying look I've gone here and I've gone there but I can't find God. I, I can't feel God. And I'll tell you what, there's going to be times in your life, if, if you've been saved any length of time, you're not going to be able to perceive God. It's going to feel like God is a million miles away from you. And that's exactly where Job is in Job 23 and verse 10. In verses 8 and 9, he says, look, I go forward, but he's not there. I go backwards, and I cannot perceive him. I go to the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He said, look, I've gone everywhere. I go forward, I go backward, I turn to the left, and I turn to the right, but he's not there. He's nowhere to be found. But in verse 10, he says, but he knoweth the way that I take. He says, look, I've gone everywhere. I know to look, and it feels like God is not anywhere to be found. But even in that shape, Job says, look, even though I go forward and I can't find God, I go back and I can't find God, I turn to the left and I turn to the right, I cannot find God. I can't find him anywhere. I can't perceive him and I can't see him. But even though I can't see God, even though I don't know and I don't understand where God is, what God's doing, he knows me. He sees me. He knows exactly where I am. He knoweth the way that I take. Job took comfort. Job took refuge in the fact that God knows. And I want to say, I want to say it to you if you're suffering, listen to this. God knows where you are. You may have turned forward and you can't find him. You've gone backwards, you can't find him. You've turned to the left hand, you can't find him. You've turned to the right hand, you can't find him. It feels like God's nowhere to be found. And you've cried out to God, you've cried out to God, you've prayed until you don't know how to pray anymore. And you may be tempted to give up. And you may feel like God doesn't even care. I want you to listen to this. But he knoweth. I want you to listen. God knows. God knows exactly where you are. I thought about Hagar in Genesis chapter 16. And if you're, if you're a note taker, I want you to jot this reference down. Genesis chapter 16 
in verses 7 through 13, we know that God had made a promise to Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. God promised to Abraham that him and Sarah would have a child in, in their old age. But time got to, got to pass, and Abraham and Sarah got impatient. And so he goes in unto Hagar, and he has a child with Hagar. Well, Sarah is jealous. Sarah begins to resent Hagar. She hates her. And so what does she do? She kicks her out. She's envious of Hagar. She's jealous of Hagar. Hagar's able to have a child, and I'm not. And she began to just just hate Hagar. And so she kicks Hagar out. And so Hagar's there, and she sits down by a well. And she's, she's downtrodden. She's discouraged. And she sits there, her and her baby, her child Ishmael. And she thinks, well, there's no point in going forward. But then God Almighty visits her. And she names that place. The Lord my God sees me. Hagar was an outcast. Hagar felt like God was nowhere to be found. She had been cast out of her own house. But you know what? God reminded her. He said, look, I made a covenant with Abraham. Ishmael is a child of Abraham. And because Ishmael is a, is a child of Abraham, I'm going to make a great nation of him. I haven't forgotten about about my covenant. I haven't forgotten about my promise. And she said, you know what? The Lord my God sees me. And I want to say this. You may feel like a total outcast. You may feel like nobody in the world cares. I want you to know God sees. God knows exactly where you are. Then I thought about the nation of Israel. When they were in Egyptian bondage, they had been there for 400 years. And little did they know that God was raising up a man by the name of Moses to go stand before Pharaoh and to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And when God gets ready to send Moses, he tells Moses, he says, look. I've seen their affliction. I've heard their cry. I know exactly where they are. I've seen their affliction. I've heard their cry. The Israelites for 400 years thought that God had forgot all about them. But they didn't realize that God knew exactly where they were. Their affliction did not escape the notice of God. You say, well, what about us? Over in Psalm 139, there's absolutely nowhere we can turn. There's nowhere we can go to escape the presence of Almighty God. God sees and God knows. He is well acquainted with all of our ways. The Bible said in Psalm 139, there's nowhere that we can go, and I'm paraphrasing, there's nowhere that we can go to escape the presence of Almighty God. When I, he, know, he knows our down sitting and our uprising. 
He knows our thoughts from afar off. He knows every word that's ever going to roll off our tongue long before we ever say it. God knows our ways. God knows. God sees. In the book of Nahum, chapter 1, and verse 7, the Bible says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. God knows. Jesus said in Matthew 10, uh, 29 through 31, Are not the sparrows sold for a farthing? And not one of them shall fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Fear not, don't be afraid. God has the very hairs of your head numbered. If God, if God numbers every hair that falls from your head, if he notices every sparrow that falls out of the heavens, then trust me, he knows about your trouble. And not only that, but he cares. Jesus said, fear ye not, therefore you're of more value than many sparrows. You're more valuable than all the sparrows of the world combined. He created you. He loves you. He knows exactly where you are. That ought to encourage you. That's the reality of it. God knows, but he knoweth. But then we see refinement. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You see, the Christian life is a continuous refining experience. God is going to refine you. Just like the refiner purges the silver and purges the gold, he's refining you and me. Over in Psalm 66, and give me just one second. Psalm 66 and verse 10. For thou, O God, has proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Isaiah 48 and verse 10. God said to Isaiah, Behold, I have refined thee. I've refined you, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. How about that? Malachi chapter 3 and verse 3. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. And you say, well, that's Old Testament. He's talking to Israel. Well, how about First Peter chapter 1? First Peter 1 verse 6, verses 6 and 7. He said, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season... If need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, what does all of that mean? 
In Psalm 66, verse 10, Thou, O God, has proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Isaiah 48 and 10, God said, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Malachi 3, verse 3, He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And then when you come to the New Testament, 1 Peter 1, verses 6 and 7, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, the trial of your faith, there it is, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Your life, my life, will be tried with fire. Just like the refiner purifies gold and purifies silver, he puts it through the fire. He has to turn up the heat. The heat has to be cranked up. And that silver and that gold has to burn for a while. It's got to go through the furnace of affliction. It's got to be completely melted down. What happens when you take, when you, when you unearth gold and silver and you put it through the fire? Guess what happens? All the dross, the impurities, they come to the surface. And that refiner takes his utensil and he scoops the dross. He scoops the impurities out of that molten bowl of gold or silver or precious metal, whatever he's refining. And I want to say this, your life and my life is no different. God will do the exact same thing. God Almighty will sit as a refiner on the throne in heaven, and he will put your life through the fire. He'll put my life through the fire. You say, well, that's not very pleasant. And you know what? I agree. It's not pleasant. It's it's very it's very painful at times. You know, God will allow trials and, and suffering to hit our life. God will send trials into our lives. But you know what? Whenever suffering strikes your life, no matter what has happened in your life, you can look up to heaven with confidence. You say, what do you mean when I'm suffering, I can look up to heaven with confidence? You say, what do you mean by that? It just simply means that God is putting you through the fire. And you know what? There's time, There's been times in my life God has turned up the in my life. But you know what God done? All He brought all the impurities that's within me, all the sins that's in my life, have come to the surface. And just like the refiner, all those impurities, I was made more aware of my sin. And you know what God done? He brought those impurities to light. And you know what he'll do? He'll scoop those impurities. God will forgive your sin. That's what this is all about. Romans 8, 28 and 29, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 
for whom you did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And that's what it's all about. God is conforming your life. God is molding our lives to look like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible even said in Hebrews chapter 5, I believe it's in verse number 9 of Hebrews 5, that he learned obedience. Christ, as a man, though he were a son, the Bible said, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. How are you and I going to learn obedience if we never have to suffer? How are we going to learn to put our faith and hope and trust in God if we never have to? How are we going to learn to grow closer to Him without storms, without trials? Because you see, if you and I never had, if we never had a single solitary problem, if we never had a single trial in our life, the chances are we would never look up. We would never trust God. But you know what? God will make sure there will be times in our life when we have to trust Him. God is purifying us. He's refining us. He's sanctifying us. He's molding us, conforming us into the image of the Son of God. So we've seen the reality. He knows the way that we take. God knows where you are. God sees where you are. God cares. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's the refining. But then in verses 11 and 12, I want us to see Job's resolve. Now you say, what do you mean Job's resolve? Give me just one second. In Job chapter 12, I mean Job chapter 10, and y'all have to bear with me. I've got my Bible open in front of me, and I'm having to turn to these references. In Job chapter 10, or Job 23, Job 23 in verse 11. He said, My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. That's the resolve of Job. He said in uh, chapter 27 in verse 6, he said, my righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. That's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Job is saying, look, even though I am suffering, and even though it makes absolutely no sense, my foot has held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I've esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. My integrity, my righteousness, I'm holding fast and I will not let it go. You know what? That's the kind of resolve that you and I need to have. No matter what we face in this life, no matter how hard it may get, 
We need to have that kind of resolve. Lord, my foot is not going to turn. I'm going to hold. I'm going to cling to you. My foot will hold my steps. Your way will I keep and I will not decline. I will not go back from your commandment. I will love and desire your word more than my necessary food. My righteousness and my integrity, I will not let go. No matter what happens, no matter what may come my way, I will not quit serving God. And you know what? A lot of times we've got a Christianity that's based on feelings. It's based on how we feel. Well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to serve God. I'm not going to worship God because I don't feel like it. Because my circumstances don't don't allow for me to worship God. You may be thinking, well, I don't feel like there's any point in even going on. I got news for you. Your feelings will lie to you. My feelings will lie to me. And you see what we need to do. We need to just let go of all that, all those negative emotions, all those negative thoughts that try to take over when you're going through a storm. All those temptations to doubt. It may not feel like God's within a million miles of you right now. But I want to say this. Have the resolve of Job. Cling to the Lord. Continue to worship him. Keep going to church. Keep on praying. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on serving him. If you're a pastor, keep on pastoring that church. If you're a preacher, keep on preaching the word. If you're an evangelist, keep on sowing the seed. If you're a singer, keep on singing. No matter what you do, no matter what what your calling is, keep on going. Don't decline. Hold on. Don't let go. And after a while, you're going to see God bring you through. And I can promise you this much, and God promises this as well. He'll be with us every step of the way. No matter what you face, Jesus said, I will never leave thee, nor will I forsake thee. So that's my encouragement. That's, that's the message to you. In this first episode of this podcast. Is that God knows where you are if you're suffering. God is refining your life. God will turn the heat up in our lives. But just know that he's molding us and forming us. Into the image of his son. And then we also need to have resolve. Just keep on keeping on for him. God will see you through to the end. That's the lesson, and I hope and I pray that something that I've done, something that I've said, was a help and an encouragement and a blessing to you. I want to thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to the podcast. I hope and I pray that you'll join me again next Friday, brand new episode next Friday, the Overcomer Podcast. I want y'all to pray that God will take this podcast, that God will use it. And like I've said, I've, I've never done this before. I'm new to this. Um, so if I make, I'm sure I've made rookie mistakes. 
And um, But I promise you, the further along I go, it'll get smoother and smoother. And I'm hoping that this platform is able to grow. And I'm hoping to grow this grow this podcast and I just I hope and I pray that it's a blessing to you and I hope that it helps somebody out there and I, I want to close this episode by saying this by saying two things one if you're listening to this podcast you've walked away from God you, you may you may have backslid on God I want you to know there's not a better time to come back home to him than right now he said in Hebrews chapter 12 whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. But I'll tell you this much, if you'll come home to him, he'll take you back with wide open arms. It'll be like it'll be just like you never left. You say, how do you know that? Because God's word says it, but I've experienced it in my own life. And then if you're listening to this podcast and you're lost, you're not saved. I beg you and I urge you, Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He will save you from your sin. He'll save you from hell. And he'll be the friend that sticks closer than a brother. So I hope this podcast was an encouragement to you. If it has been, then drop me a line. Again, on Twitter, I'm at PreacherMan underscore 116. Stephen Gilbreth on Facebook. Uh, You can find me there. You can drop me a voice message here on Anchor. Whichever way you want to drop a line of encouragement or prayer request or whatever, it'll be greatly appreciated. And uh, you have my word. I promise you that if you send me a prayer request, I will pray. God bless y'all, and I hope to see y'all again next Friday. This has been the Overcomer Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me. And I hope and I pray that you'll tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of the Overcomer Podcast. Remember, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us.